uh, it's just not an issue for them to fight guys that are loaded up. You know, I don't know. Do you think that mixed martial arts should allow PEDs? Do you think sports in general, like just let these guys get as jacked as they want to get? I don't know. Dude. I just want it to be as fair as possible. So, I mean, if a motherfucker's on peds, you know, uh, then everybody should be on peds. Mm-hmm. I don't know, dude. I, or, or well, highly regulated peds. I don't know. Um, I'm not, I would rather see him fight clean and play yeah. baseball clean and play football clean and do all these sports clean. Cause then, you know, it's just based on pure talent and human performance, but, um, but you know, fairness matters. And obviously as like supplements and all that stuff change, you know, people are going to, people are going to do wild shit, but. And it sets a good precedent for like the young kids, right? Of the role models and stuff like that. You got clean athletes fighting. Well, it's like, how the fuck are you going to get to the highest, highest levels of the sport? And then all of a sudden, need to drug cheat to you know i get like you're playing at the very very best and like i don't know man i'm sure as an athlete it's incredibly difficult to um you know to reach that level and try to keep yourself relevant right so like i can understand some of the psychology behind it but i don't know man i don't know where i'm at with it i I just i just care about fair absolutely pure and fair sports like and if yeah, it means that everybody's fucking on peds, I guess that means everybody's on fucking peds. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of ways it's not like, I guess if it was fair, it might get out of hand, but it's not like they're fucking, you know, freaks, you know, like absolute freaks. I mean, but yeah, man, I don't know, dude. I think people with peds and fighting, at least in combat sports, like people could probably get really hurt. Yeah, I imagine. Yep. I mean, I you've know. seen it. You've, I mean, do you take that, that Corey Sandhagen fight? I mean, Frankie, the way Frankie Edgar got knocked out, I mean, that was, that was, that was horrifying. Yeah, dude, that was bad. It was you br- know, it was, it was kind of weird, though, because after he got hit and he's he's clearly out standing up, and it was, it was almost like a, a gentle, like, fall to the canvas, though. Did really, you see that? I mean, really because really he's, so, he's so short. Shout out to Sandhagen, though, for recognizing it also and just leaving him alone, you know? Some dudes would follow up in that instance. There was there was obviously yeah, – no, I mean, that was just a hell of a walk-off. Um Dude, I thought I, I think I, I mentioned I thought um, it was possible that uh, Edgar could get put away in that fight. I just feel like he's you know he's old man. And, you know he's been in fucking wars, dude. Yeah, we talked about that. But uh, <laughs> last yeah, episode, what a just, fucking clean knee that was, dude. Jeez. Yeah, man, that's that's almost like a passing of the guard type type yeah, performance. You yeah. Know? Oh yeah, for sure. When a when a veteran like that comes in and just gets fucking dismantled, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to think like, all right, dude, you know, Edgar hasn't like announced a retirement or anything like that, but um, I don't know, dude. I, I think he'll be one of those guys that, that fights up until Dana White has kind of like a come to Jesus meeting with him. Yeah. Well, you I mean, it's, you know, I get it, man. I, like I've said in the past, dude, I, I hate seeing these guys go too long, but I get it. Like, you know, they're not taught how to retire. It's like being in the military, man. Like, you know, some, some people just don't know when to give it up. And at the same time, like, um, it's all they know. You know, they, what, they haven't necessarily, not all of them are out fucking flipping real estate. Like, what? Sure. You yeah. know, I don't know, dude. I, it's got to be a hard, uh, hard decision, dude. It's hard to lose your identity in any way, especially fighters. You know, these, these guys are fucking putting it on the line all the time. Well, yeah. And these guys are so mentally tough too, you know, for a guy like Frankie, he gets knocked out. And then when he comes to, and you know, he has kind of a few hours to, to settle. He, you know, he kind of clears the cobwebs. He's like, okay, that happened. Let's, let's move forward. You know? Like, yeah, and I wonder like, it'd be one thing if they were like in there banging and he was like in the pocket and like his, his technique and his ability just completely failed him. 
I mean, he just he just got hit with a fucking spectacular yeah. knee that really I didn't see it coming. It's not like it was just you know, it's not like he telegraphed it or anything. It wasn't like super obvious. It just fucking happened. You were like, whoa, mm-hmm. you know, so maybe it's a little different, right? That's one where you can truly say like, dude, I just got caught. I absolutely yep. got caught. So maybe it's not as psychologically damaging, but I don't know, dude, I, I love Frankie Edgar. I think he's been an incredible fighter and incredible ambassador and role model for the sport. But um, when a dude gets put out like that, man, you're just kind of like, all right, bro, let's, let's assess kind of, you know, because I, I don't like seeing these guys, especially in the fighting sports. I don't like seeing them go too long, too, too long. And, and yeah. And I don't want to see Frankie get to a point where he's like a division gatekeeper because that guy has, has such a legacy in the yeah, sport. His history, is, his history is too storied. Yeah. Uh, I, I hate seeing him like, like uh, the bare knuckle FC happened this week and Chris Lieben knocked the dude out and retired. And I'm like, all right, yeah. cool. That dude has been in so many wars. He's not the greatest fighter ever, but he's certainly been a pretty incredible fighter. And it's just like, all right, man, I've seen this dude get beat up enough, you know, like, go, just go teach, man. Just go, um, you know, oh, dude, you know, did you watch that event? The bare knuckle? FC? Uh, I saw some of the, some of the highlights, man. I, dude, I, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I actually have a really hard time watching that stuff. <laughs> the bare knuckle stuff is, um, I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, it's so pure. It's just, uh, I love the sport of it, but man, they really fuck each other up with that, dude. Yeah, they, I watched the main event. I watched the Paige Van Zandt fight. I saw some highlights. It looks like it looks like Van Zandt actually acquitted herself pretty well. Um, at least no, it was a, it was a really good fight. I thought I thought it was a really scrappy back and forth. Yeah. Just from the highlights that I saw, she it didn't look like she just got ran over. I kind of thought she was going to get fucking murdered. No, yeah. the The weirdest part about that event was uh, that Britton Hart's uh, post fight speech. The chick. Who fought Paige? She was super uh, what, strange. What'd she say? Like, I don't know. She was she was talking about how she wasn't a person. She was a feeling or something like that. Just saying a bunch of weird, kooky shit. Weird. Yeah, fighters, dude. They're I don't know, dude. After you get banged around in there for a while, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, who am I to judge? What? Is, so, what do you think of this card overall, though? The over in Volkov fight or yeah. card? Um, well. I'm glad. Uh, I like the. Reams what's that? Reem's got to be done. I think he's got to be done. Uh, I mean, he didn't look good. <laughs> I'll say that, and I mean, like Volkov. Yeah, he's a he's a good heavyweight. Is he a top? You know, is he destined to be a UFC champion type heavyweight? I don't know. I mean, remember this dude just. You know, he, he was tooling Derek Lewis, and then all of a sudden, in the last ten seconds of that fight just fights like a fucking idiot and gets knocked out cold. You know, I mean, I don't know. Reem's old. He's, he's fought in every fucking promotion. He's fought every goddamn heavyweight in the world. He's one K one title strike force titles. The only, you know, what does he, what does he have left to prove? I don't, again, he's another one of those guys. I just don't see why they keep going, you know? Um, but I mean, Reem's been fighting since I was like 15 years old. Yeah, well, dude, I mentioned it. I started, I've picked up on Reem in like 04, 05. Like immediately when I got in, when you and I started even talking about sort of the modernish era of UFC, I immediately transitioned to Pride and I looked at one of the Grand Prix that he fought. You know, I learned about Chuck Liddell in the UFC and then I looked at the Grand Prix that they fought and I've been following him ever since. And he had a, he had a shitload of fights back then because mm-hmm. he, he was a, uh, a hardcore kickboxer before that. So, um, yeah, man, I just, Oh, dude, he didn't look good at all. 
Um, he looks really slow. You know, obviously for a heavyweight, I mean, all, all the heavyweights tend to look kind of slow, but I mean, there's no way Overeem can hang with Stipe or Nganu. No fucking way. I mean, he's been knocked up by both of them already, right? Yeah, you know what I mean? So, I mean, he keeps saying, I want a title run, title run. No yeah. way. No way. No. Yeah, I don't I don't think I think Overeem's title uh, aspirations are are gone with that with that performance. Oh, Not to say yeah. something, you know, who who the fuck knows? Something weird could happen and Ganu could get injured. Every every heavyweight in the division could get injured and Overeem's the only guy, you know, and they need sure, to I just don't I don't see it, man. Yeah, I don't I don't see it either. Uh I I thought overall the card was great though, man. The Clay Guida Michael Johnson fight was really good. Really good fight. Kind of went exactly how it went exactly how I thought it would. Um, yeah, well, the surprising thing was uh, Michael was getting pieced up from uh, Clay's boxing in the first round, which is something I did not expect. You know, I, Clay's a, a very competent fighter and you know pretty good at wherever it goes. But uh, I thought if those two were going to stand up and and throw throw punches, that Michael was going to have a clear advantage. Um, that wasn't the case, though. Clay no. just, you know, yeah, he, uh, he was a marauder. For sure. I mean, it was like Guida, the Guida of old. He just, just, yeah. just fucking maul people, you know? Yep. Um, so I don't know if he – I mean, I doubt we'll ever see – I don't think Guida's ever really – has he ever fought for a title? I don't think he's ever even sniffed a title shot, has he? Uh, he, You know, he's he's had a couple uh, – who did he fight for a title? Um, I think he fought Benson Henderson – for a like a title shot, the winner of that fight was supposed to get a title shot. Okay, so he's he uh, sniffed it, or he's been knocking on the door. But yeah, I mean, there was one point where he was on like a, a pretty good streak, where where he had beaten uh, Rafael dos Anjos, Takanori Gomi, and then um, he spoiled the debut of uh, Anthony Pettis when Pettis came over from the WEC. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm, again, he's another older. I've, I I kind of felt like that fight. Uh, you know, Johnson was on a three fight skid, I think, right? And yeah, Guido was on a semi skid there, so it's kind of like winner go home. Um, and you know, it, it shaped out to be you're right, the boxing told a different story than I would have thought, but uh, definitely, definitely. And then after that first round, you know, fucking Guido just did what he always does and he just yeah. pushes forward and, and forward. grinds out, yeah, you know, that pace that dude's pace is un, unreal, like. He just like there's other guys that can push a pace like that, but Guida just seems different, you know. Like, it's almost annoying. Like even after the fight's done, like when they're waiting for the scorecards to get announced, he's still going. Like he's still fucking bouncing. It's like calm the fuck down, man. Yeah, yeah. Great. Just like the fight's done, relax. Right. Yeah, the Pantoja fight and the Dariush fight. Those two, they both went kind of the way I thought as well. I mean, I kind of spaced out during the Pantoja fight. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't it wasn't like overly exciting. I mean. The Darius fight, dude. I don't know that kid. Uh, he he's into the wars, man. That I just wonder, like, what kind of shelf life is that dude gonna have? You know, he he definitely uh, fights risky. You know, th- this is a guy with a very solid skill set, but he gets wrapped up into these these slugfests where he just trades with guys. You know, and yeah, it's like a gate. I don't I don't know if that's good for longevity. Um, sure, it's definitely bit him in the ass before. Gate and uh, but. It's weird. Dude, he's fucking awesome. He's exciting to watch. No doubt about it. Dude's a fucking or, serious, man. Yeah, I liked his call out, his post fight. Uh, okay, so when I was, so I was watching on ESPN Plus, so it's really just a fight, and then you kind of don't 
catch a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, you don't you don't listen to a lot of the. Well, who did he call out? No, he basically called out the UFC for they he. I forget what their rankings were at the time that they fought, but they were both up there, and he thought that they they both should have been given higher ranked opponents instead of having to fight one another. Um, he said that his opponent should have fought like a, a top five guy. And that Benil said that he should have fought a top 10 guy. Um, hmm. So he's just, you know, showing respect to, to Carlos and kind of telling the UFC to pull their head out of their ass and make, make proper fights based off of, you know, win streaks and rankings. And yeah, sometimes, it is, sometimes it is a little weird how people can jump over, but you never know who who's accepting fights and who's not, you know, based on yeah. their circumstances. Right. So, um, there's, I, I mean, I get it. Like, but there's always that sort of behind the scenes shit that fucking regular knuckleheads like us could never appreciate, you know? Yeah. I mean, the fighters aren't, you know, unless you're a fucking Khabib, you're not, well, can you imagine yeah, making imagine you know, like, shot calling? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine like being the the matchmaker and Dana and all those people and having to deal with all those camps and all those egos? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because not not everybody's just like, yeah, fuck it, I'm down to fight whoever, whenever. Especially when they're they're closer, or they're starting to sniff title shots. You know, they're not going to just yeah. they're not just going to walk into any old fight. So, I mean, I get I get what the kids doing. When you're an up and coming hungry fighter, you obviously want to be advancing rather than because that's you know if that's the case, both of them you know, they sort of just stood still, you know, they may go up or down slightly, but you know, they're not going to make massive jumps and rankings or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I, plus with COVID and all this shit, dude, I mean, I can imagine what it's like getting some of these guys in the ring, you know, in the octagon. I don't know, dude, I get it. But yeah, with ESPN plus though, you don't, um, you, I think you have the option to stand, st- to stay on and watch like a little bit of the post fight stuff, but I just wanted to watch the fights. So I didn't even, this is after this is like after the live event. That, yeah, it's after the fact. So like you can watch individual fights or you could yeah. could watch the cards, but if you if you watch the individual fights, it takes all the fucking commercials and all that shit out of it. So you can sort of No, I, I, it's on the UFC's uh, YouTube channel. Um Okay. His post fight speech, which I, I thought was pretty good. And you know, Clay Guida had a pretty good one too where he was just like, "Hey, like I'm not interested in uh in fighting like the top 5 guys like give me the up and comers. He, he basically, you know, placed himself in a position where I'll be a gatekeeper. Wow. What a guy to be that, you know, to be honest, <laughs> yeah. young kid, young kid. I mean, I mean, Guida looked like he still got a lot of life left in him, even though the guy's been around for fucking ever. So, I mean, let a couple young kids go fucking break bricks on him, you know, and see where they're at. Yeah. It's a, it, it'd be a good test. So I get it. I mean, not many, you know, there won't be, you know, not a ton of people are going to have an opportunity to say they fought a fucking legend like Clay Guida like that, you know, let a yeah. couple of those young kids fucking go throw them in the deep water. Yeah. And if you get past him, then, you know, what's that, what's that one knuckle, that cringy fucker who did the, the forearm fucking guard slam knockout. What's his, you like him. What's that dude's name? Which one? The, uh, the, um, what's his name? Jordan Levitt. Leave it. Yeah. yeah. Is he a yeah. one? Five, is he a five, fiver? Uh yeah he and yeah let yeah. him go peace Guida up <laughs> let's see what that kid's all about you know what I mean that, I bet you that'd be yeah, a no, really I mean, good grappling well, fight well think about it I mean uh, why wouldn't it be a great fight I mean it's probably not exactly you know that uh he's he's you know he's got a little more clout coming off of that fucking that crazy knockout this Levitt kid he's got a little hype but that's a perfect example of who Guida could be or should be fighting are these yeah guys you know 
that maybe come off the contender series or whatever, they grab a win, throw them in there with Guida. <laughs> well, I mean, they th- they threw fucking leave it in there with uh, with Matt Wyman, you know, and he's a fucking vet. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, fuck it. You know, let's, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, coming off the contender series and all that stuff, like those kids are looking for a shot at developmental fights, right? And I'm not trying to underscore Clay Guida and who he is, but if he's saying, fuck it, let me fight some of these young kids, I mean, that's awesome. You know, can you imagine if just like none of these up and comers could get past him and he just starts like, just like dad smashing? <laughs> I, <all> mean, <laughs> I mean, that's good for that would be great too because he could almost be like some kind of then they you know they got that fucking bmf belt they could do like a gatekeeper belt or some shit too like he just he just know, bodies or, all yeah. these up and comers <laughs> i don't know man i mean because leave it to somebody like guida to do some shit like that is all i would say you know what i mean because i mean he's just the guy he's nuts man he's just been fucking balls out for a long time i don't know man uh, you know obviously i'm not a professional fighter or an amateur fighter for that matter but if i was an up-and-comer and the ufc's like your next opponent's gonna be clay guida i'd be like fuck me like this is gonna be a fucking rough night yeah dude yeah but you know what if you're that <laughs> up-and-comer and you get past him you know there's no, not you, people there's not many, you, who would you not be really prepared for no yeah, you know, yeah so, your I mean, confidence would be through the roof man you get a win over him especially if you finish him yeah. Love it, dude. I love that he kind of is honest with himself and knows where he is, you know? Yeah, that's there's something really um that you can respect a lot about someone who's who's honest with where they're at in life, you know, and yeah. the fact that he is, um, it just makes him even more likable. Yeah, no, because Guida Guida could probably clip off a, a guy or two inside the top ten, but inside the top five, no fucking way. You know, I just don't see him getting past any of those guys. What's the UFC lightweight? Yeah, they're. I mean, I don't know, dude. Maybe not even inside the top ten, to be honest. I don't know. Let's see. Fuck. What do we got for uh, Dustin Poirier, Gaethje, Charles Oliveira, Michael Chandler, Tony Ferguson? That's top five right now, according to UFC.com. Yeah, Guida couldn't hang with any of them. McGregor, what's McGregor? Six. Six. Yeah. For that loss, so yeah, uh, he could, he couldn't. I but know. I mean, Rafael dos Anjos is number seven, and um, over him, right? Yeah, he fucking broke um, dos Anjos's jaw. Nice. I don't know, man. Dan Hooker, I could see Clay Guida beating Dan Hooker. Hooker is very vulnerable at the moment, for sure. So Paul Felder, I don't know. There's some, there's some good matchups. I don't think, you know, maybe, maybe Clay's just looking to fight a couple less experienced guys just so he can kind of build a win streak and then make a push, you know, yeah, for like the top, I don't know, someone in the top 15 or something like that. I mean, you got like Kevin Lee and Ally Quinta, you know, all really good fighters and stuff like that. But these are guys that I think Guida could, yeah, could compete with. So my thing again with Guido is he's another one. He sort of defies my old man thing, right? The guy's been around forever. He's definitely suffered some losses, and you kind of thought he was going to go away. He seems to be back, but he's another one of those guys that could potentially go too long. So I just hope he doesn't find himself in that situation because I, I like him. I just think he's he's awesome. Yeah, and as for Michael Johnson, um, you know, four fights skid. I. Th- I think we that might be the last UFC uh, appearance he makes. Oh, unless yeah. he, you, you got, you got to think he uh, 
he moves on. You can't, you know, they were looking to clean their roster anyways. You can't, um, yeah, feel like you can't drop four fights, uh, and not, you know, get sent somewhere. He'll, he'll want to, yeah, he'll want up in Bellator or some shit like that. Yeah, he's 19 and 17, too. Um, yeah, I could, I, I could see Bellator picking up. You know, I think the thing with Michael Johnson that's so frustrating is on, like, if you get him on the right night, like, this guy looks like a world beater. He looks like he can fucking, like, I think he probably has some of the fastest hands in the UFC. Um, yeah, it's just, sometimes he's, he's just extremely inconsistent. I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I've never really cared for him. Uh, you're right. He's, he's, he has his moments, but he, I never liked his attitude. I like the way he, f- he would fight. Right. I mean, what else? What else about this card? Anything else stand out? No, man, it was just a really great card, you know, that I, that I saw. What do you think is going to happen with Volkov now? I don't know, dude. I'm not, you I don't know? like the way the heavyweight division looks, to be honest. And then especially with bones, Entering the situation, looks like he's yeah. doing the work, dude, to fill out. So, I'm so you know, like he's he's on Twitter all the time, just talking all this shit about people. You know, if you think Khabib's the greatest, you need your fucking head checked and all. I don't crap. like him. I've never liked him. And then add in all the personal shit, you know. He, yeah, to me, he's very unlikable. I wonder what his delay is in fighting. I don't know. Is he just waiting to bulk up until he's you know? I mean, I, I can't fault the guy for for doing it right you know yeah but i don't really know it feels like it's been a really long time since since john has has fought oh it's been a very long time and it's it's weird um that i just don't i don't know man does he just they fought fucking last year in uh, in february does he just walk in and get a title shot you know like fuck no man no way i feel like he's got to fight another heavyweight before i don't know dude Listen, I, don't, I don't like any I, there's not much i like about him he's obviously an incredible fighter but i mean it's just like it frustrates me to no end i think john jones if francis loses to stipe john jones has to fight francis when he comes in yeah that's the fight that I want to see the most out of that division. And I'd love to see the fucking ep- another epic uppercut that just sends fucking bones to the moon. But the only reason I want to see John Jones lose is I want to see how he he bounces back from that loss. You know, like I don't wish he, the guy ill will. He's really never actually been beaten. The one loss no. that was on his record was a, I mean, a yeah qualification. So he didn't he didn't really lose. You know? No. So. But to see him actually like get decisively beat, knocked out, or TKO'd or something, just beat down, you know, or just lose a decision. Even though, I mean, I think, uh, I think he definitely lost that fight with Dominic Reyes, his last fight. Yeah, I mean that was yeah that was arguable. It could have went either way. I feel like I mean, fight, but yeah, I don't know. Not I don't. I feel like Dominic got robbed in that one. Oh yeah. 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 But. Yeah, I don't. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah, I've. I mean, close. I'm eager. It's just like you know, you gotta. I don't know, dude. I'm eager to see John fight again, though, at heavyweight. I want to see how. Yeah, it's interesting to hear see him go up to heavyweight, like as a true heavyweight, where he's not going to bounce back and forth from weight class to weight class. It doesn't sound like. 
sounds like he's very committed to just the heavyweight division. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I just, there's a lot about him I hate, dude, to be honest. You know. yeah. But he's a, he's a Conor McGregor ish. You're going to watch him either because you love him or you're going to watch him to get him, watch him get his fucking face smashed, you know? And, mm-hmm. hope, uh, you know, I think, I think these days it's more of the latter, man. I think people want to see him get smashed up. So, yeah. I don't know, dude. Uh, Let's go over to UFC 258. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be. I'm I'm cruising the prelims right now, or early prelims, and there's some likable fights on here. I'll tell you what, the, the first fight of the night, the women's fight, Julie, I don't know the girl she's fighting, but Julie, Julian Robertson, she's fun to watch fight. She's a crazy Canadian redhead girl. They got her as an yeah. underdog fighting whoever she's fighting, but I, I'm actually, that's the first fight out of the gate, dude. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And I think we saw, I'm not sure who these other two cats are in between, but the Ricky Simone fight, I think, was supposed to happen um, and probably got shifted, if I if memory serves, but he's fighting Brian Kelleher, so that's a good featherweight bout. Yeah, I like that fight. I like both those guys. Those are so, pretty solid early prelims, man. I'm not, I'm not fully prepared to, you know, I'm not totally going to pick any kind of winners on these, but... I would say from what I've looked at overall at the card, it's an underdog type night, dude. I think the underdogs will be the story overall. But then, like, dude, you know, man, these early, it's weird. Like, there's more, um, for me, I know more guys on the early prelims than I do on the damn prelims. Like, yeah, I don't, uh, I mean, I know that. I like the, that Walter Wape about the Bilal Muhammad and Diego remember, Lima fight. Remember the name, right? Like, I like that guy. He's he's an interesting fighter. I think he got beat. I think he dropped his last fight. But he's Which guy? a good fighter, Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, he's fucking awesome, man. He's, he's, that, a, he's a Midwest boy, so, I, you Diego, know. Diego Lima's legit, too. Yeah, yep. I mean, that's uh, a, I don't know, dude. They're both really good good fighters. Yeah, that's going mean, to Bilal's on a three-fight um, win streak right now. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I thought he had dropped his last fight. Maybe it was like a close decision or something like that. Um, he, he beat Lyman Good, former uh, Bellator champion, in his last fight. Where was Diego? Diego Lima spent some time in Bellator, did he not? No, that's that you're thinking Douglas. Fight? That's his, his brother. Yeah, Diego did two stints on the Ultimate Fighter, and he became, he was a final a finalist on both seasons and lost yeah. – Right, right, right. Both finals. He's good. He's super good. It just seems like some things have never really materialized for him. But um, I don't know, dude. That I'm I'm looking forward to that fight for sure. Both guys are on three fight winning streaks, though. Weird positions on the on the prelims. I feel like that could be first fight out on the main card. But you know, yeah, I, f- I feel like that could have been a main card fight. It's, it's all good. It's going to be a good fight either way, and it'll be it'll be well, it'll be it'll be. Uh, televised on ESPN or ESPN plus uh, before the pay-per-view. So maybe, you know, that might have something to do with it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe. Okay. All right. We'll cruise over to the, I'm going to cruise over to the main card. Jim Miller, Bobby green. That's a good fight to start the night. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about Bobby green. Why, why should I, I feel like I should know more about him. I know uh, his press conferences. He doesn't mince words, I guess. I haven't listened to him all yet, but, uh, my first exposure to Bobby Green was when uh, do you remember that promotion Affliction? Yeah, yeah. He fought Dan Lozon, Joe's uh, younger brother, on that card, and I, 
I remember Bobby Green kicking Dan Lozon in the nuts like 50 times in that fight. Really? Yeah, he just <laughs> like in a dirty way, or is he just inaccurate? Uh, or both? No, uh, maybe a little bit of both. I don't know. It did not look good. Huh. Um, and then he got choked out. Um, Serves him. Serves him. <laughs> Bobby Green, he's a he's an interesting dude. You know, I didn't. He had a really good run in Strike Force, and then he came over to the UFC and started off uh, really good. And he's he's been kind of inconsistent. Um, as of late, but he's a tough dude, man. Super tough dude. He's tatted the fuck up too. Well, so Jim Miller is like a Clay, Clay Guida in a lot of ways, or sort of became that. He he got off to a hot start in his early part of his UFC career, and then the talent sort of caught up, I think. Um, and it, I don't know if his chin has left him. I feel like he's been put away a couple times as of late. He's, he's been in... Uh, yeah, he's, you know he's he's another guy like Frankie. You know they've just been in fucking wars. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jim. I don't know. He's got like, he, I think he's about to maybe set a record for like the most fights in the UFC or something like that. Everybody's close. He's got to be close. Most wins in UFC lightweight history. He holds that record. Yeah, he has thirty three bouts in the in the lightweight division. Wow. Just in the UFC. Uh, yeah, just in the UFC. That's insane if you think about it. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, they got the, the, just out here on the UFC website, they got Bobby Green pretty highly favored. He's a minus 278 favorite. No, nah, man, I don't know. I'll, I'll go for I like Jim. I, I you know, I don't, I don't ever root for yeah, dude. I was anybody, I was kind of feeling Jim Miller on this one too. I bet he gets pieced up and comes off with some crazy ass submission or some shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. I think it, it, it. I think it's a very even fight. Um, both guys have, you know. I'd have to say it's more even than the odds would suggest, but you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, you know, they're both coming off losses, um, decision losses. Mm. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Let's come out and try to make a statement. I like Miller. I'm, I'm going to stick with Miller. Again, man, I think uh, there's a lot of likable underdogs on this card, bro. Bobby Green has super slick boxing. Um, so I don't think, you know, Jim obviously has really good stand-up too, but. Yeah, but he's, he's always been a wrestler. Or yeah. A well-rounded grappler. So um, I'm looking at this next middleweight bout. I don't know the names at all. Maki Patolo and. Julian Marquez. I mean, I don't really know these guys. Maki sounds Hawaiian. I would. Yeah, it's possible entirely. He's got the he's got poly tats. It looks like <laughs> Julian Marquez's nickname is the Cuban Missile Crisis. I thought that was Yoel Romero's. <laughs> I love that. No, Yoel Yoel Romero is Soldier of God. Oh, that's right. He's he's in the. We'll, we can talk a little bit about that. He's in the Bellator light heavyweight tournament they're running that looks fun yeah that that's gonna be a good yeah a good event we'll talk about that after i don't know i don't know these guys bro I've, I've, yeah i don't know either and uh i look i recognize marquez's face um maki just based on pictures alone julian marquez looks like a fucking monster and maki does not <laughs> like he 
you know, I don't know if he's coming up in weight or what, but he doesn't look very big. He's a he's a plus one forty underdog. So, um, I don't know, man. That's kind of a fifty fifty for me. Mikey's got those gauged earrings. He's gonna have to tape them up. I'll go with. I like. I mean, I don't know, man. Based on almost no knowledge, I got to go with the, the missile crisis on that one. Probably, probably Marquez there. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with Maki. Okay. I mean, yeah, it's fifty fifty for me, man. Really He's a Hawaiian guy, man. Got it. You got it. Represent. They're yeah, they're they're dude. Hawaiian fighters are incredible, man. They're hard to put away, and they just it, even when they're even when it looks like they're out, they seem to still be in it. Like you got to sleep them, sleep them. You know, if you want to beat them or just submit them, but wow, that I, I that'll be a fun fight to watch because I don't know much about either guy. Yeah, yep, I agree. I agree. So KG's back. Calvin Gastelum's back. Yeah, fighting uh, a guy who should have a fucking movie made about him. Do you know Ian Heinrich's or Heinrich's uh, background? So I recognize his name. I don't know much about his personal background though. Dude, he was like a fucking drug smuggler. Prior to becoming a MMA fighter, yeah, like an international drug smuggler. <laughs> he never got caught, or he did get caught. No, I think he did. I think he he did uh, he did time for it. No shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he looks like a fucking savage. Yeah, he's a scary guy. He's got that cleft uh, that cleft lip thing going on. Right. That's always scary. I feel like people who have that shit have to be tough because people would always be fucking with him. Yeah, I would not want to cross that dude. They're looking at him weird and shit. You no. Know? I gotta say, looks like, Calvin Gastelum looks pretty incredible at middleweight. You know, he used to fight at welterweight, used to barely struggle to make weight, and then he he went up and still had loads of power. So, Calvin needs to fucking win this fight. There's like he is backed into a corner right now. He's on it's entirely, it's entirely lost possible. his last three. That's yeah, entirely possible he's gone if he loses this fight. So, um, he's they got him as the the favorite. Really? Yeah. Minus two twenty five, Heinish is plus one seventy five. I don't. I don't. How do who the who determines this? How do they determine Dude, who's a favorite? I've tried to figure this shit out. Well, also you're dealing with rankings. So, Gaslam's the number nine ranked middleweight. Um, Heinish is the number fifteen. So it's a big fight for Heinish. Yeah, but this. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel I, like this. I like the underdog, man. I think the underdog tells a story on this card, dude. I'm gonna, I'm, de- I'm gonna go with Heinish. Yeah, so am I. But yeah, Calvin, man, I think uh, he's been different since uh, old boy pieced him up for five. Who Adesanya? Yeah, I mean, I think fights like that can make or break people, dude. You yeah, know? I think that fight took a lot out of him. Right, I just feel like a, a long war like that can change a fighter, bro. Well, and then the fight he had with Darren Till is really was a tough fight too, you know. Yeah, I feel like it's you know when when a guy is on a run, just clipping people off, like at a cyclic rate, just just sleeping them, and then winds up in a war. I mean, that's a game changer, you know. <laughs> I mean, I don't yeah, know. I think I don't know. To me, this this uh, fight reeks of an upset. Dude, the whole card does to me. I keep saying it, like, and I love that. It makes it so exciting. Um, if you're if you're on the betting odds, though, it, it could hurt. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think Heinrich. I think Heinrich going to want to put this kid away just to be screwed. You think he's going to like fuck him up? I think. I think it'll be a devastating loss. Yeah, I think. I think Gastelum will probably go to another promotion. Just to be real, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't think he. 
I think he's good. I think he's got power, but I'm not sure that he was ever really top five talent, you know, in the UFC, to be honest. He's fast too, though. Yeah. Kelvin's super fast. No, he's a great, he's, he's had a good run. Um, and then he didn't, you know, so I don't know, man, we'll see. I, I like it though. I like the, I like the upset in this one personally. I wonder why that fight's not the co-main event. Because uh, Macy Barber and Alexa Grasso are two really marketable up and coming female fighters and they're going to put out <sighs> a fucking good fight. I think. I think so. Is Barber still undefeated? Or did she? No, she. She did drop. No. Dude, do you know who she lost to? I forget. I know it was recent. Roxanne Modafferi. That's right. She flat out got outworked in that fight, right? Yeah. So yeah. I figure I figure she uh, she probably learned a lot. So Alexa Grasso, though, they've been marketing her for a while, and um, she's a total package, man. And she's really, really good. But I don't know, dude. I, I like Barbara to recover. Uh, and again, Barbara is the underdog in this fight. Alexa's um, real name, her real first name is Karen. Is what? Karen. Really? Yeah. That's an awkward Mexican name. <laughs> Alexa sounds a whole lot more Mexican than Karen. That's fucking, yeah. That's weird. <laughs> How I wonder you, when I know that. <laughs> like, why do I know that? Yeah. What do you? Are you? Power, are you the wicked? power of the power yeah. of the internet, man. That seems like a yeah. weird, um, weird little piece of knowledge there. But I think that was a good move for her because Karens nowadays are not looked upon highly. Yeah. No. Alexis. You know, Alexis far more marketable. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's a good fight. I think. Uh, I think Barbara will take it by decision. She's the underdog, though. So I don't know enough Grasso's, about either either girl. Grasso's really good. It could it could easily go either way. Um, easily go either way. Highly marketable fight. I definitely, in my opinion, believe it should be um, above. You know, I I could see where Gastelum and Heinish could be the co-main, but these girls are really good, and they're definitely um, the future of the women's flyweight. So that's one twenty-five. That's where uh, Valentina Shevchenko is, and she really hasn't had anyone. At 125, tester, you know. So, I mean, Macy's number ten in the rankings, and Alexa's ranked fifteen. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, it's not like either girl's going to be fighting for a title after this fight, right? No, they're probably one or two fights away. To be honest, I, I feel like yeah. you got to get inside about six to six to one, based on schedules, like we talked about earlier. Um, and again, I mean, we saw Cody Garbrandt go from number ten to title shot with one knockout so but he kind of talked his way into it right but uh yeah i don't know I mean, i'm just saying like this is a, a a bout that tells you where the women's flyweight division is going um you're into you're excited for the fight though very very excited yeah because i want to see i like valentina shevchenko i think she's an incredible fighter um personally i'd like to see you want to go back up to 125 and challenge her for the belt again but uh yeah, that, that that division, that women's division, is pretty stale for me because Shevchenko's just been fucking crushing people. Nobody's nobody's even really close. I mean, she she's you know at that weight seems to be highly refined, and uh, no one can really touch her. So, dude, Valentina just is she's gonna fuck all these girls up. There's nobody yeah, in this no, division that can beat her right now. That's, that's why I'm focused on 
this fight because it's going to be very telling, you know, Yeah, where that division goes. So, yeah, I'm interested, man. I'm very interested. Um, <laughs> I, it could go either way. I got I to gotta go with Barbara, man. Again, I like her as an underdog, personally. She fights out of Milwaukee out of Rufus Sport. <laughs> so it's a good camp. Where's Grasso? What camp? Is she in an American camp or is she in Mexico? Can you can you tell can you see that information quick? Uh it says she fights out of Lobo Gym. I wonder where that I wonder if that has any with it's, uh, Brandon. It's Martin. in uh yeah. it's in Guadalajara. Okay. Uh, they have some pretty good fighters in that camp though. Like who? Um Diego Lopez, um, Irene Aldana. She's she's in the UFC. It's a pretty savage fucking camp. You just based off a couple names. Yeah, dude. I mean, you can't ever count a Mexican fighter out, man. There, there's a spirit there that's pretty unmatched in in any kind of pugilist sport. There, that you know what I mean. Like they've obviously been known for decades for having incredible boxers. I I wholeheartedly believe. Um, the Mexican spirit of fighting is transferred very well into mixed martial arts. Oh yeah, dude. You take a, uh, that last men's flyweight fight. Um, what's uh, his Marino. fucking name? Brandon. Yeah. Brandon Marino. Incredible. Oh, fuck dude. Um, so it tra- it's transitioned really well. So you can't count this girl out. I just think, I think Barbara's gonna, after that, uh, after getting taught that lesson, if you will, with a, a, a such an experienced fighter, I think she'll, She'll come back. If she'll come back stronger, and if she doesn't, then she's not the future, like her nickname would suggest. So. Macy, the few. Oh, very original. <laughs> All right, man. Main event. What? Uh, I like this. I like the uh, the idea that these guys were pretty uh, pretty hardcore training partners, like close teammates. It sounds. And this is going to be a textbook Usman victory. Really? Usman, yeah, Usman is going to just absolutely dominate. I disagree. <laughs> Again, I told you the theme for me is the is the underdogs. Uh, I think Burns just looks like an absolute animal. Um, I think people are sleeping, underestimating Usman, man. Well, I think that's sort of been the story for him. To be honest, I think everybody sort of slept on him, uh, and then he realized himself a UFC champion, right? Yeah. Something about a teammate just straight to fuck calling out the champ like fuck it i don't care i'll fight you says something to me it speaks to me right it's either just ridiculous confidence or he knows something and he learned something in the gym you know not to say that things haven't changed because uzman i think is actually it's it's interesting that uzman actually left att or wherever they uh, it wasn't att i don't know i'm confused on so if he was with att or Whatever the case was, in this case, the champ left the camp, right? Burns stayed in his true camp. Usman is the one that left. So it's interesting to me. Uh, I just think Burns is a fucking savage in the in the whole way that he's done this, like called this whole thing out. Um, it's been a long time coming for this fight, too. Was Burns hurt, I think? Or did he get COVID or some shit? I feel like it was delayed. Uh, wasn't, he, or wasn't that the reason why Masvidal fought Usman? Yeah, Burns, uh, Gilbert got COVID. Did he get COVID? Okay. Yeah. I don't know, dude. The kid looks nasty, man. He's just I don't really, like really looking at their their camp history. They both Gilbert's out of Sanford MMA right now, and Usman f- left that camp last year. So 
and now he's with Onks Onks Sports, according to Wikipedia. I don't know, man. Uh, Definitely didn't tell the whole story. Those may be their original camps, and then they they move when they go for higher profile. Fo- you know what I mean? Like, well, Sanford MMA formed after Black Zillions fell apart. Yeah, that's a pretty big. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty big camp right now. Yeah, I mean, you look at the roster of fighters, man. They have a shit ton of guys on there. A shit ton of UFC, like top top level UFC dudes. Yeah, I thought it, I thought they may cross train with ATT then or something. I don't, I have no idea. I swear ATT was in the mix somewhere. I could be totally wrong. Um, no, Usman like competed against ATT on the Ultimate Fighter. Oh really? Yeah, it was those Black Zillions versus American Top Team. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that was good. That was cool how they did that. Yeah, I like that season. That was good. Oh, dude, I like Burns in this, bro. I really do. Dude, I, th- I think Usman's just like a, a very unique fighter, and I I think that he's just waiting for the opportunity to really showcase how good he is. And I think we saw shades of it when he fought Colby. Yeah. Because that was a fucking – that was a gut check fight. Yeah. Um, bro, he's and got then, the you, know, you can't argue the – he's got the fucking yeah. to beat anybody. Something I just like something about this this Burns kid personally, um, but I, I mean obviously when you're talking you're splitting hairs when you're talking about a championship by belt man like sometimes there are very few like title contenders where you're like no fucking way does that contender or this challenger have a chance of beating the champ these days right that, that doesn't really happen much anymore like most of the time you're like okay it's there is a clear path to victory for each fighter. Um, I'm going. I'm basing my pick on this fight based purely on fucking attitude, man. You know, I think this kid's hungry. Um, even when Usman was running up into the into the Woodley fights, and maybe it's just how he is. He doesn't strike me as like an over the top hungry kind of guy. I haven't listened to all his sound bites, but you you know, social media and all these things are like flooded with Usman videos, like you know, talking about how he's going to fucking take the world apart. He seems very quiet, very workman like, you know, and I I very much appreciate that, but. Um, I'm leaning on Burns on this one, bud. I don't know. I, I think when you look at so Gilbert's last fight was against Tyron, right? Well, that, yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, and Tyron did absolutely nothing in that fight, and Gilbert looked great because Tyron did absolutely nothing, right? The fight before that, he fought Damian Maya. Okay, he he stopped Damian Maya, knocks him out. Damian Maya is forty something years old, you know. Yeah. Uh, granted, he's a great fighter, great jujitsu practitioner, yada yada yada. But I mean. I don't looking at Gilbert's resume and the, and the people that he's beat, like he's beaten some named guys, but he didn't beat these guys. Like when they were in their prime, you know, like I, I just don't. And and when he did fight a a top level guy in another division, he got fucking knocked out cold. And that was by Dan hooker. Interesting. You know, Dan hooker knocked him the fuck out. You know, I just, I think Usman's going to fuck him up. I mean, that's a that's I appreciate your your knowledge on background there. Um, I just respectfully disagree this time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I see. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, again, I think it's splitting hairs, man. Um, not surprising if Usman uh, retains. I just I like the kid's attitude. Um, if Usman loses, I'm going to be super shocked. Yeah. I will like. Especially if he gets like finished, maybe I'm just riding his nuts too hard. But uh, uh, the longer I, I'd say, the longer the fight goes, definitely favors Usman. No question about it. 
Um, I don't think Burns has ever. I don't know if he's, he's ever, a big Gilbert's a big fucker too, man. I don't know like, if he's ever been in a five round fight, has he? Um, he may have tried to train. I, don't know. I feel like training for a five round fight and actually getting your five round fight are very different things. Oh no, the fight with Tyron was a five rounder. Was it? Yeah, and they went to a decision. Okay. So, I mean, it's like, you know, obviously if like if you train for a five round fight but you still knock dudes out in the first round, look at Conor McGregor. You know, dude's dude's been training for five round fights for a while, but he almost he almost never gets into them. So, I mean, I don't yeah. I don't think he's really there. But you look at some of these guys that are notorious for going five rounds all the time. Obviously, their cardio and their work, the way they work the fight is next level, you know. So, um yeah, I don't know. I think I think if Burns doesn't get it done in three, it's you know it, it'll definitely go Usman's way. Dude, I just I just think Usman's just gonna piece him up, man. Just wherever the fight goes, Usman is gonna know exactly how to counter it or put himself into a position of advantage. I I just I think it's gonna be like a textbook dominant victory for Usman, where everyone's like, after the fight, people are gonna be like, who the fuck can beat this guy? You think? Yeah. They'll f- yeah. finally put the, the peer respect on his name. Yeah, no, nah, I don't I don't think Usman will get um respect after this fight, but honestly, dude, the welter let's uh, the, the welterweight division just hasn't had a likable champion in a while. Um Woodley was, not was the last one. Yeah. Uh Woodley was not likable. An interim champion Covington is not a likable guy. I don't care what anybody says or what <laughs> political views are, it's annoying. <laughs> You know, he's trash. Um, and it's, you know, the way he, like, there's there's way to, like, build fights and shit talk and all that stuff. Conor McGregor probably being, like, the gold standard in the UFC. And then there's Colby Covington. And you're like, you're just trash, dude. Like, you know. Um, uh, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, Robbie was the last one. Usman is and not a likable champion, in my opinion. He's just not. Um, uh, have you have you watched his... Um, Interview with Joe Rogan on the on the JRE. No, maybe I need to go watch that tomorrow. You should, yeah. I I was taking like a maybe a two it. hour road trip up north one one day the the day that that episode came out and uh, it was it made me really really like the guy. Like he comes from nothing, you know, and he's had a fucking shit life, and Dude, for him to be able to so, turn it around, yeah, that's fair. I love that about people. It's not going to change my idea on this fight pick, but I love that. About no, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, I think that's true to the fighter sort of spirit, man. Like some of the shit these guys have gone through is, um, especially these guys coming out of Africa, you know, they, they, these guys have experienced real, real hardship. And I definitely feel like that, um, that matters for fighters. You know what I mean? It, it really, yeah. it really does. It really matters. Um, it, I think it always has. So, yeah, man. Uh, there's a there's a there's a fire down in his belly somewhere that's different from most people. Uh, he just doesn't. It's not it's it's not really shown outside the cage. You know, for me, the thing the th- he's not excitable, and I don't like him. The thing I really like about Usman is that he always has a chip on his shoulder, and I don't care how many wins like he has or how how dominant of a of a champion he becomes, he's always going to carry that chip. That's true. And, yeah, but again, he doesn't do it in, you know, the chip is, is just very matter of fact um, from what I've seen. And again, it just sort of, it flies under the radar in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And he some, doesn't really put himself out there. Yeah, some people like that. And other people have tried to goad him into being put out there and he doesn't seem to ever take the bait either. 
I mean, Colby did. I mean, they, you know, I mean, the, the pre-fight buildup to that fight was insane, you know, and it was, that was a fucking was great it, fight. Wasn't Diaz McGregor insane? No, but I mean, Colby talked so much shit about him, you know, and I mean, Usman, I mean, was genuinely, <laughs> I mean, he, he really, I think, wanted to kill Colby. I mean, yeah. straight up murder him, you know. I don't know. It takes two to tango, I guess, you know, and this fight, there's, there isn't a whole lot of hype behind it. I feel like I, I don't, I don't feel like I've seen like a whole lot of, no, you know, nope. Promotional advertising and marketing. Yeah. Nope. Surprisingly, uh, flying under the radar, in my opinion. Yeah. It's almost, like, almost like it's not even a fucking pay-per-view, but it is. I don't know, man. I, then, like, if you look slightly forward, we don't really need to. There's a lot of other uh, belts coming up on the line, you know. And again, the welterweight division's just sort of been stale, bro. At least, the, you know, yeah. Yeah, there's not. I mean, the the most exciting couple of guys in that division right now, I think, you know, you've got Leon Edwards. You've got, I think, Michael Chiesa's probably put himself up there. Um, Comes out Chimaev, obviously, but, you know, he just dropped. There, Leon Edwards and him were supposed to fight, but his fight just dropped because he's having weird, yeah, man. weird things from COVID. Like uh, it's lingering. So and and then yeah, Stephen Thompson, Wonder Boy, called out Leon to fight, right. which is a fight that that fight just should happen, right? Yeah, it'd be a good fight. Yeah, I agree. Leon, it feels like Leon hasn't fought in like three fucking years. He's been waiting. I know he. It, I feel like he. He's he's not going to just fight any old person like he's holding out, you know, to fight the biggest and best fight he can get at any time. I don't know if he's easy to deal with, but his his uh, his matchmaking ability, I think, has not been good. Edwards, I'm Dude, it's been like a year and a half since since Leon fought. He was having trouble getting a fight before COVID. So yeah, he got he got kind of tuned up by uh, Masvidal, didn't he? I feel like he did. Yeah. And the back I don't know if it was a camp related issues or whatever, but he uh he definitely um getting him in the octagon has not been easy in my opinion. No, but like there was a backstage incident between him and Jorge Masvidal. Yeah, it was it was like bare knuckle shit, wasn't it? Like Yeah, like Jorge was given an interview and Leon came by and said something and Jorge said something back, and then Leon told him to shut up and then fucking Jorge, you know, Jorge has that line that he hit him with the three piece in the soda. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> that was that was the last. Yeah, Masvidal has definitely inserted himself back into the the conversation at least on uh, social media. He's talking shit again. Well, Usman's kind of calling for a a fight with Masvidal after Masvidal's had a full camp, you know, because he took that their fight on like what a week's notice or some shit. Uh, yeah, six days. Yeah. Yeah, Masvidal said in six days I took your nose. In in three weeks I'll I'll take your belt, a full camp, I'll take your head. You know? Jesus. So Masvidal's fucking savage, man. Or I don't know, man. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good event. Yeah, I think so when too. Did, uh, so I don't follow Bellator a lot, and I know there's a bunch of UFC cards, but let's talk that Bellator piece for a minute. When does um because it's important because we're going to see Anthony Rumble Johnson return to MMA too. And I love him. I've always liked him. Um, when does that, uh, grant it's a tournament style, which I, I, I love, dude. I love the, that's one thing I really, really like about Bellator 
I know it's not single night, but they do these tournament style bracket things for for belts. I love it. I think it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Starts in April. Okay, yeah, that's right. So that's something we need to keep our eye on, man. I'm I'm pretty excited. I think the initial matchups going into that light heavyweight picture are cool. They're fun. Um, I think they make sense. Yeah, I mean, you've got a lot of tough fucking dudes in there. You got, I mean, the first fight, you know, Yoel Romero and Anthony Johnson. That's somebody's getting knocked out, right? Oh, 100%. You've got the current champion then, uh, Vadim Nemkov, the guy who I think just beat the shit out of Ryan Bader. He's fighting Phil Davis. Another good fight. Bader and Machida are fighting. And then Corey Anderson is fighting some, I don't know, European dude who looks really scary. So odds are, though, it'll be a prior UFC guy who winds up walking away with the belt, except for the current current kid. I think Rumble's going to fuck you all over Marrow up. Oh, I believe it. I think he, uh, I think he's had however many, what, a couple of years now, I think of rest, right? Uh, and I follow him on social media. I think he's, he's stayed in the gym at least and, and been healthy. And you got to remember, that's a kid who used to cut weight at all the way down to welterweight. He's had fucking power in three divisions, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, he got, you know, he got bigger, stronger and faster as he stopped cutting weight. So man, I'm still amazing to me that he could make what 170 pounds. Fucking fascinating. I don't know how the fuck he used to do it. Um, yeah, man. Cause he's, you know, he's big. He's a giant at 205. Yeah. So, I yep. mean, man, I know he, he missed weight a couple times, but I've always liked him. Um, I, there's not much I don't like about Rumble. And there's a lot of those fighters that I really, I really followed in the UFC. So, uh, I'm just, it's, it's a good, uh, it's a good, I just, again, and I love that sort of more official tournament style, you know, where they, they sort of let the fighters decide who the, who the contenders are, you know, I like, yeah, it. no, I, I, I love the tournament style too. And they're, they're going to showtime now too. So whatever they were on, now you have to fucking have showtime in order to watch it unless you illegally stream it. I feel like you looked into the camera. I don't know if you were trying to tell me something there. No, you, rare, you rarely look into the camera, but when you talked about the streaming, you looked into the camera. You're trying to. Oh no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think I actually get Showtime. Yeah, the, uh, Bellator. Bellator is always kind of that. Scott Coker, um, he's always had some interesting uh, sort of TV deals. They have they have a bunch of fucking Grand Prix coming up. I think I think they're doing like a lightweight and. Um, I mean, dude, you got to give it to them. It's a, it's a unique take on how to do things, and and the one thing I really love about it is that it really lets the it really lets the fighters sort of decide. Like, who the fuck ever would have thought Bader? He, correct me if I'm wrong, but he won their heavyweight title. Yeah, he was a he, he was a, a light heavyweight and heavyweight champion. That shouldn't have happened based on what Bader was doing in the light heavyweight division in the UFC. Like, he shouldn't have been a two belt holder in, in Bellator. It shouldn't have happened. Dude, Bader's but, the man. But I'm just saying, when you let them sort it out for themselves, you know, it it, it happens. Um, yeah. But yeah. I'm just basic. I like Ryan Bader. I always have. But based on his talent performance there in the UFC, like you, no one would have thought, okay, he's going to cross over to Bellator and he's going to take two belts. I just don't. I don't think people would have immediately assumed that. You know. So, well, he got the fucking shit kicked out of him when he fought Vadim in his last fight. Oh uh, yeah, I'd have to go back and watch it, but I don't. I don't remember it being very good for Bader. Yeah. It was it was kind of a scary scary loss. Yeah. I'll have to go back and, and watch it. Something to pay attention to, man, and, and it'll it'll uh 
it'll give us a chance on here on the pugilist anyways to talk about some fighters that we don't necessarily talk about but that one it's those tournament it's those bracket style events that bellator does that gets me excited about bellator Other do you think that, bellator will give us a press pass uh so it's funny that you bring that up dude i don't i don't have one uh but i so i have a mentor in the podcast space right who's taught me about a, a lot of this stuff and um I'm going to link up with them here probably in the next week to discuss what it takes to get press passes. Yeah. For that reason. Um, and for this, Dude, let's start, let's start covering fucking live events. I'll start, I'll, I'll build a website. Let's do it. Dude. We can be, I'll professional. Yeah, dude. No, I'm saying, well, uh, I've been, I've been looking into all of this, man. Um, I really want to, uh, this is something I really enjoy and I love. And I think uh, together we, we break these things down in a fun way and uh, to go deeper with it would just be fun. So yeah, I'm looking at everything, man. I'm looking at all the options. So, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like Bellator would be a good place to start. Fucking hey, it would. Yeah. Oh yeah, it would. Where yeah. is that? A, where are those events being held? Are they holding them in place? They're fucking all over the place, man. They're, they're on like, you know, native American uh, reservations and, they're wherever the fuck a lot of i think a lot of them are in casinos over on the east coast i'm just curious where they're holding them now based on covid some of the arenas in some of the states like even new york is going to start opening up so there's limited uh tickets and things available uh but if anybody's wondering about sports around their states they need to be paying attention because just generally across the board it's a little easier to get into these events these days or it's starting to become easier right so something to think about I'm I'm excited, man. Uh, I'll uh, I'll look at what Bellator does for press credentials. To be honest, I'm just gonna send uh, Coker a DM and be like, "Yo, bitch." Yeah. Hey, we're up and hook it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fun. You want good press? <laughs> Bring us on board. I'd be down. Yeah, man. All right, dude. It's uh, it's looking good, man. Like we've talked about, it's a uh, the next couple months of mixed martial arts across the board is uh, pretty packed. Yeah, there's a ton of shit coming out, man. Good stuff. Lots and lots of good stuff to look forward to. Black Beast is fighting pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, my girl, Nunez, Amanda type, she's got something coming up. I think Ansaroff, her wifey, has one coming up soon, too. Um, but didn't she just give birth? They just had a baby. Yeah, she did, but um, she's in incredible shape and uh, all accounts ready to go. I'm not saying she's fighting like tomorrow. But she's on the horizon. I think she's signed a fight. Yeah, she's gonna fight. Uh, what's that? Lindsay Dern. Yeah, that's a good fight. That's a mama fight right there. That's gonna be a. Oh yeah, Mackenzie just had a baby not too long ago too. Yeah, so I think Mackenzie's really gonna go in and try to in that fight. Probably she uh, she showed off some newfound uh, stand up skills in this last fight she had. I think. Yeah, Mackenzie's pretty awesome. She'll probably look to do that again. She's fake though. What do you mean? Her accent. It's, it's bullshit oh i don't know if people I haven't have seen the videos but there's videos of her yeah. speaking perfect english with no accent she's you know she's brazilian but american born i guess but probably more marketable as sort of the gracie family if she speaks fucking with a portuguese accent well i mean you know who her dad is right oh uh, i don't know what's isn't it a, it's a gracie isn't it no it's 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 megaton diaz like one of the top um 
jujitsu practitioners ever of all time. Well, so I thought I thought she was a, of the Gracies, but she's of Brazilian jujitsu royalty, right? Yes, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, obviously, it, it's going to pay bills if she's got an accent. Is all I'm saying. He's. I'm not mad at her. Megaton, no, Megaton Diaz is was a, a disciple of the Gracie family. Yeah, I mean, whatever, man. You got to market yourself as best you can, and. I'm just saying there's videos of her speaking with zero accent and then she made it in the UFC and suddenly she's got an accent. That's all. That's all. Portu- Portuguese sounds better than English. I think you put a little, put a little, yeah, you know, a little little flavor on it. Yeah, yeah. I'm good with it. Way good yeah. with it. Just, just say it a little weird. <laughs> Funny people all of a sudden get a new, new heritage whenever, uh, whenever they need to be marketable. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm just saying, dude, on the horizon, man, there's some really great fights. So, just super excited about it and looking forward to breaking them down, dude. It's February 13th, 2021, man. Saturday night, UFC 258, Usman versus Burns. Don't stream it. Or Dana will uh, send his tactical response team after you. <laughs> He's been quiet <laughs> about that. I wonder. Oh, yeah. Speaking of it, dude, it's, this is ESPN's second chance to get a, a pay per view off. So, oh, uh, yeah, man. They better unfuck they whatever unfuck. was wrong. Yeah. You think they did? They had to. I fucking hope so. They, yeah, uh, I'm sure the the blowback from that was not good. It'll be interesting, interesting to see uh, where that falls out. Yeah, man, you get ESPN. You guys have one job on Saturday night. It's just to make sure our fucking pay per view purchase goes smoothly and that the stream um, doesn't lag and shit. So <laughs> don't fuck it up, please. Yeah, keep it. Keep it clean, and you know. And if fucking illegal streamers, illegal streaming, ESPN, it's your fault. That's all I'm saying. Yep, for sure. <laughs> all right, man. Well, uh, well, yeah, fucking. Let's watch this one on Saturday, and uh, on to the next one. We'll uh, maybe we'll uh, record Saturday night closer to the end of the fights or something. Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. I'm down. All right, man. All right, all right, dude. We'll uh, we'll, well, I'll hit you. You know, obviously we're texting during the fight, so I'll, I'll hit you up. All right, stay safe. Each other out.